Good morning, good day, and good night. You may have stumbled upon this podcast randomly as you browse around a graveyard full of ghouls, driving on an endless road with your killer laying in the back seat, waiting for the right opportunity to slit your throat. Or, you know, just by personal interest. However, what you may not know is what you're about to hear are extremely sinister stories. This show contains all depths of horror that lurks around our society. Kidnapping, torture, murder, you name it. Whether it's down a dark alley or from the pitch black closet in a bedroom. If it's the paranormal that haunts our surroundings or demonic possession that needs to be cleansed, a flying saucer that hovers over our helpless world. These files are for one's understanding, but listener discretion. You are warned. If you wish to be part of the cult, well, not a cult, but family, (laughs) hit the five star in Apple Podcasts and subscribe to wherever you are listening. Now that you are brave enough, are you ready to open these cryptic files? Cryptics. Um, this is a bonus episode. You know how I said that there was going to be one more Cryptic Files episode for Season 1? Well, I had the opportunity to speak to a local author. Her name is Sarah Warburton, and I read her newest book, You Can Never Tell, which was a fascinating fictional crime thriller. Psychological thriller many elements to this great book so i reached out to her and she said she would love to be on the podcast and we had a great conversation on her backstory and how she developed her books and this latest book so i hope you guys enjoy and i hope you check out her her newest book you can order it or you can you can listen it on uh audio platforms which is what i did and it was great so Without further ado, let's let's get to the to the discussion with Sarah. Sarah, I'm super stoked to have you on the podcast today, and I really enjoyed your new book titled You Can Never Tell. Um, I would like for you to introduce yourself a little and how you really came to be a successful author. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on Cryptic Files, Justin. I'm delighted to be here. Um, I am uh, Sarah Warburton. I started writing while I was in graduate school, getting a degree in classics, Greek and Latin, but I was always a reader. And I worked in bookstores, and I read everything I could get my hands on. 
The first book I wrote was not published. It was a mystery novel, a little more traditional with a detective and, you know, trying to solve a murder. But um, I kept writing. And when I wrote my first published book, Once Two Sisters, um, I was just thinking about my own life. I'm the oldest of four sisters. Mm-hmm. I took some of the, um, the angst you have with siblings and kind of dialed it up to 11 and put in a missing person case and a bunch of lies and a government conspiracy. And that one found uh, an agent and a publisher. Nice. All the elements. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And usually what happens with me is I'll be about halfway through a book and I'll think oh it's really hard to write and I'm never going to get to the end and my brain will start kicking up new ideas and that's exactly what happened with You Can Never Tell Mm -hmm. um I am such a podcast listener and I was listening to a podcast and I heard something that sparked my imagination and I jotted down the idea for You Can Never Tell and then I finished Once Two Sisters because that's what you have to do you can't chase the shiny object you right have to right keep working and i would say that that is 100 percent the key to being successful is you got to finish what you start even when it gets tough and you yeah. don't like it anymore because you'll like it again by the end that's, that's what i hope <laughs> yeah that's the thing with me like i get obsessed with one specific thing or like for this podcast one specific case or story and that's all my attention goes to that and I have to have it done, you know. <clears throat> that is perfect. That is the key to success right there is staying with the thing until you have finished it. <laughs> right, right. Now, we're going to get to the uh, the podcast uh, aspect of the, of the book, but is your go-to genre in writing uh, always thriller, uh, mystery-based? It really, well, I would say for novels, it really has been. Um, there's... I have two that are not published. One is mystery. The second one I would call crime. It deals with like public corruption. And I mean, mm-hmm. there's death, but it's not really a murder mystery. Yeah. But then the two that are out are definitely both. I think that the term would be psychological thriller, mm-hmm. where it's really about the relationship that, and, and then the life or death stakes. Right, right. My short stories that are out there are more like literary fiction, so they're kind of melancholy, and there's a lot, there's, I think, maybe even no death, so. Really? But for some reason, when I'm writing something longer, there's always crime and thrillers. (laughs) Somebody's got (laughs) to die. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Now, have you ever decided to, like, self-publish the ones that, um, that aren't, you know, available to the public? I thought about it. Um, what had happened was I actually did sign with an agent for that first one like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we you know, revised it and got it where she liked it. And she brought it to some publishers and it just didn't find a publisher. And she said, well, this happens. Go ahead and write the next one. And then when they want to publish that one, it'll take the first one with it. Right. Well, it took me a long time to write back then. And um she wasn't agenting anymore when I finished oh, okay. my second book. So I was like, well, I can self-publish these or I can just write something new and see. And I did. And my current agent really likes that first book from so long ago. So I'm actually, um, actually even just this morning, uh, revamping it, you know, kind of I ch- changed the way I write a little bit and I make I may change the killer. And then she's going to see what she can do with it. That's so. awesome. 
yeah but there are so many more venues to publish now it's amazing people in my publishing my writing groups have done all the different things they've yeah. gone with small presses they've um they've, they've self-published a lot of people do more than one follow more than one path it's just really freeing i think yeah um See, I went to Radford University, and I, I majored in English, and my concentration was creative writing, but um, I'm podcasting now, and then I have, like, you know, my, my day job, so I've always been uh, a writer to an extent, but um, I've always would uh, like to have written a book, or I think now with my true crime podcasting thing um if i ever were to write something it would it would probably like be a non-fiction deep dive uh into a story a true story absolutely well and podcasting is such great training ground for that because you're doing the research and you're essentially you're building a story out of the facts right i have a friend here um alice Sterler has a a website Mm -hmm. called defrosting cold cases and all of her writing is is blogging is the research and bringing the attention to cold cases that's where her heart is that's where her she spends her time but you know it's there i know there's many different formats for writing yes there are ways to get published yeah i'll definitely have to check her website out that that sounds interesting oh i I highly recommend it yeah she's very meticulous nice um okay so I guess you mentioned you listened to a podcast and it inspired you to write your new book. Um, this question in the new your new book, you can never tell. Was it inspired by the Moore's murders? It was. It was. So um, Ian Brady and Myra Henley mm-hmm. were um, serial killers in Manchester in the sixties. Um, and they were a couple, and they were killing, you know, um, young men primarily, um, and burying them out on the moors. But what I and I was listening to Case File, which is um, a single narrator podcast that I think it's out of Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, they also do, you know, I, I love podcasts. I love the great job they do with like researching. They're yeah. very, you know, and they're very just the facts, which is great if you're a writer because sometimes you're like, I want to do the speculating. You just tell me yeah. what's happening. And then other times, I'm like, I totally want to go into a conspiracy theory podcast, so it's all what you're in the mood for. But this one, they had done a three-part series on the Moore's murders. I mean, it was incredible. Right. And I had never heard of the way that they've been caught. Myra Henley's sister lived next door to them with her husband, mm. David Smith. Mm-hmm. And um, the couples were friends. They hang out, hung out. Um, Brady and Henley were godparents to their baby it was and then one night david smith walks into their house and it was one of the rare times that they were killing somebody in their house <laughs> i'm just crazy like, I can't even imagine and he was there for several hours and he came home and he hit his wife and his baby they ran to the police station and that's how the Morse murders were caught yeah. and then british press being what it is you know then they the how could they not have known they must have been involved yeah. you know it was just it ruined their lives I right. mean, it, was, it was insane and I couldn't stop thinking about it so I did sort of hit um, pause on the research on it because then I wanted to take just that moment and put it through you know my filter and my story and yeah. my because it's not I'm not doing a retelling of it's 
you know, but I, that was what I kept thinking about. Yeah. And we might have this question right here. Um, it kind of relates to the, the podcasting uh, idea. I don't want to give any spoilers <laughs> in the book, so I'm going to try to ask the right questions. Um, the book goes back and forth with two podcasters talking about the case and then it's like you're watching it all play out within the next chapter like it goes back and forth um you you mentioned that you're you're a big fan of true crime podcast and i guess this is why you added that aspect to it well, there were two reasons. One is definitely that I was, I'm was i a big fan. And actually, in the first book, Once Two Sisters, there's a scene where a podcaster shows up. Oh, okay. And in my first draft of the novel, the podcaster never left. Uh, okay. She went everywhere. She was in every scene from the middle of the book to the end of the book. And my agent rightly said, you know, not that I don't like this character, <laughs> but, you know, she's not related to the missing woman. She's not the sister. She's not the husband. She, nobody, why, why is she here? Yeah. So I trimmed her back. But I kept thinking about, you know, loving podcasts, wanting to do something with that. And then with this one, with You Can Never Tell, um, Casey, the main character, um, essentially is going to find herself in a true crime podcast situation the question is i guess how well do you know your friends and neighbors i really needed the reader to know that there was something to be freaked out about before casey knew that there was something to be freaked out about right so i wanted it to be real clear up front casey is living a true crime scenario and she doesn't know it yet (laughs) yeah and I, i like that about the book because um it kind of leaves you guessing. I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm going to have to, you know, keep... Because I listen to the audiobook, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to keep listening to see what actually happens, what these podcasters are saying. Right. Um, so the next question is, what made you decide or help create a, a complex, paranoid, self-conscious character like Casey? <laughs> um, I was thinking about a couple of things. So I... First, in my first book, my characters were both, I would say, fairly um, active and aggressive. Right. And I wanted to go in sort of a different direction. I was thinking a lot about friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know, read a book, which I cannot remember the name of, and it's been driving me crazy, but it was about when friendships come to an end and how there's not really a, a word for that. It's not like a grief. It's not like a death. It's not like a breakup, but it can be, it can feel just as devastating. Yeah. And so I was thinking, let's take somebody in that position of extreme vulnerability, um, having essentially kind of PTSD. I was reading up on scam artists and mm-hmm. how you never sometimes get answers. Um, and, and then put her in a new scenario where now she also doesn't have any friends and friendship is one of those weird things I mean you don't have to have it you're not born with it it's not something that's a requirement for your job people always go on reality shows and say I'm not here to make friends (laughs) but I think I think it's such a human thing I mean I don't think we could imagine living life without friends and as an adult figuring out how to make friends is such a weird thing yeah and so i wanted to take somebody who was already in a position where they have this sort of ptsd it kind of makes them distrustful if they don't trust their own instincts and then throw her into sort of you know the middle of it right um 
Yeah. So that that was kind of where I was going with it. Now it was sort of I think unintentional on my part that it might sort of mirror the social anxiety some of us might feel when we leave our houses again how do we human how do we socially interact but it did sort of parallel some of that i think that's awesome um now there's a part in the book that that's chilling um it it takes (laughs) the book to another level and when when Michael discovers something, Michael is the the husband of Casey. Mm-hmm. Michael discovers something that has to, and he has to endure in order to survive. Um, right. To me, Michael is my favorite character, and I kept telling myself that I would have loved to see his perspective, especially that part in the book, because mm-hmm. um, I feel like I might have would have done the same thing. I mean, because I'm a massive, you know, true crime guy, so it would it would it would make sense of what he did in order to survive. Um, is there a method that you use to make that that switch happen in a book? The, that climax, the way you put up the the tension. Uh, honestly, that was the scene. The first, a lot of times, like with the, with the first published book, you know, the first scene was the first thing that came to mind. With this book, that scene that you're talking about was the first scene that came to mind for me. That was the center of the book. That okay. was the moment I was kind of writing to, and I knew that that was the moment that was kind of kind of spin everything 180 degrees. Right. We're going to go off in another direction. Um, and the part I kept thinking about from the um, from the True Crime podcast was how it would feel to be outside that experience yeah just like what you said where you were like you can't stop thinking about what it must have been like and to be the other person to be the spouse and never know right. and then you know the press is speculating and then you know in casey's case the podcasters are like what would i have done what would you have done what would we have done and to always be just on the outside of that was just got in my head so that was definitely (laughs) yeah because like when casey's like uh trying to get more information out of him i'm just like i'm like that too right now (laughs) like say more (laughs) say more yeah so the ending of the book it's like a theatrical roller coaster when all the the tension is brought between the protagonist and antagonist Mm -hmm. Was there always one ending in mind, or did you have other alternative endings? I thought about some different things. I definitely thought about some different things. Um, I really wanted to come back to the place where Casey's trauma started. Right. So I really wanted to go back there but how that happened I played around with quite a bit yeah um and I did picture it so it was I appreciate you saying the theatrical because to me that was a very visual scene I yes. know if I'm thinking about what it must look like and where people are going to be and how that would look mm-hmm. um but yeah for, it's it's tricky because it is it's simultaneously that you want all of the, the plot to work out but for the psychological thriller, it's also it's about the emotional story. She right. has to get where we wanted her emotionally to be and do the things she didn't think she could do. She has to <laughs> overcome her biggest, you know, fear. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so 
the book was released last month, correct? August. It came out, yes, September. Okay. Oh, September. Okay. So oh, no, August. You're right. It came out in August. The other one came out in September. Okay. Pandemic screwed up something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hasn't it screwed up many? Uh, <laughs> the book. Understatement. Yeah. The book was released uh, last month, so perfect time for the spooky season of October. <laughs> um. Are you are you currently working on another project, and if so, are you able to share a little bit of it? Uh, I am actually, and the, the, that's the other thing about writing, I guess, is you're always working on a couple of things. Yeah. So I have done two proposals where I've written 50 pages and an outline of a proposed book that are both standalone psychological thrillers, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully, you know, they will come to fruition. One is about uh, a woman whose daughter takes uh, one of those ancestry DNA tests, mm-hmm. and it triggers a match to an unsolved federal case from the 60s. It turns out the grandmother is alive and was involved in a, in a, a group, sort of like the Weather Underground. Mm. So that, that was really fun. <laughs> yeah. I like the kind of mother-daughter thing in that. Right. And then I've got one that I just uh, sent to my agent that's... Um, uh, a woman thinks her sister-in-law killed her brother, and there's gonna, it's going to be set at a summer camp, and it's a, a thing. So that's that'll be fun for like urban legends and this area because it's in the mountains and there's yeah. the underground kind of cavern system. But the the thing I'm really working on currently is the is pulling up to date this this older mystery novel, which you know at the time I don't think this was a term, but now it, it falls into that sort of dark academia. Mm-hmm. kind of genre yeah. so kind of a, a secret history meets Carol Goodman Ellie Griffiths kind of thing it's classic students and police in Providence Rhode Island which was just in the late 90s riddled with corruption right nice still be, but, <laughs> so we've got all kinds of stuff to pull from there right <laughs> you're definitely my go-to author now <laughs> oh thank you Cause, that's awesome because <laughs> the older I, I've I've been getting um I kind of shied away from fiction, but um, my girlfriend's sister, who uh, came to your book showing, um, she's the one that recommended it to me, and I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot, Um, and yeah, I I loved it, I loved it, and I I, I want to read your your other book, too, The the Sisters, (coughs) The Two Sisters, because that sounds interesting as well. Before you read it, my parents have asked me to always issue a disclaimer that they are not the basis for the parents in that book. Okay. <laughs> we have a close and loving relationship. Okay. <laughs> Sounds something yeah, cryptic I, going on. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's funny. I've been told before that for a relatively happy person, the things I enjoy listening to and reading and writing are, are you know, a little bit disturbed. Yeah, that, that's like me. can relate yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a little innocent uh, guy, but then I, you know, I look up all this dark shit. <laughs> you know what? You you can choose what you do. You cannot choose what you enjoy doing. That yeah. Is the- <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> so, Sarah, I'm glad you were able to come on, and I really admire you for chasing your dream and being a successful author and would you like to to plug anything social medias websites uh other projects people 
<laughs> sure, thanks. Well, I will definitely recommend if, if you are a true crime uh, aficionado, really defrosting cold cases is a fantastic resource. Yeah. That is absolutely something to do. And then as far as um, me, if you're interested in what it is I do, my website is sarahwarburtonauthor.com. And I have, you know, I update whatever is, is going on um, any appearances but i also post a lot on instagram that's my preferred social media Mm -hmm. um, platform and it's also sarah warburton author okay um guys check out uh her new book it is you can never tell and look up her website follow her on everything um, Sarah, thank you so much for being on. It, the The episode should be coming out in a couple or a few days. Fantastic. Thank you, Justin. I'll be sure to plug it. And I follow you on Spotify, so I'll be oh, listening. Oh, Thank you so much. It was nice talking to you. Bye. See ya. hope you all enjoyed that discussion with Sarah guys she she seems like a great person and her newest book was fantastic I highly recommend you going to order it to read or listen it on audio platforms give her some shout outs share her stuff go follow her and I can't wait for her next her next projects because they sound terrific thank you guys for listening and Like I said, there's going to be one more episode to season one, and I got some, I got something big coming up for season two, but make sure to five star this, this show on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, tell me what you think about the show, tell me what you think about the episodes, tell me what you think about me, am I doing this good enough for you? Uh, make sure to follow all the social medias they will be linked in the episode uh, description call the hotline if you have recommendations on a case, story, person give a shout out the hotline is 540-358-1583 if you have stories creepy stories that you would like to share I will definitely share them on the podcast so Thank you guys for listening, and please, 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 watch your back. It's cryptic out there.